When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So good news for those of you that uh, are going to be traveling to Turkey. I was all ready to kind of make fun of Uber for using Uber Balloons. The ride-hailing app is going to, you're going to be able to book uh, a balloon ride in Turkey. It's a 1.5-hour hot air balloon ride. And you're going to lift off at sunrise and go about 3,000 feet in the air. And it's in Turkey. Now, according to this, Turkey is one of Uber's most popular destinations among international travelers. And this is a new way to use our app to access a magical experience during your visit to the country. So... Have fun. If you are one of the people that have Turkey on your destination list, you now can use Uber to take a hot air balloon ride. And uh, Uber is happy to happy to do that for you. Man, there's nothing, nothing I want more than to go to Turkey and take a hot air balloon at sunrise. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I feel like this happens ever so often. Didn't we just do a story about a lady, I think in Arkansas, that was gone and then she came home and they... No, it was her folks' house. And she came back to find out that someone had just knocked down the house. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Well, this story is about a lady in Georgia. She was on vacation and uh, she got a call saying, Hey, did you hire people to come and knock down your house? (laughs) No, 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 she didn't. She didn't do that. She was, uh, she was, her neighbor called and said, yeah, um, not real sure. I went over and asked the guy, Hey, uh, what are you doing? And they told her to mind your own business. <laughs> hey, why don't you, hey neighbor, why don't you shut up and mind your own business, okay? We got a house to tear down here. So remember, she's still on vacation. So she sends a family member over to the property saying, hey, do you guys have a permit to knock down this house that uh, my family member owns and is on vacation right now? And that's when they said, yeah, you know what? Uh, we realized uh, we're at the wrong address. So sorry. The company... Uh, you call it, we haul it, admitted that, uh, yeah, hey, sorry. <laughs> Man, we're at the wrong place. So they just left. Um, they just they just left. They haven't told anybody, uh, sorry, we don't know what the deal is. Uh, we just tore down the house and we're moving on. Now, the good thing is that the company says, hey, hey we're currently working on a solution to the issue. Are you? Because I feel like the solution is... <laughs> Uh, taking away the rubble and building a new home. That's just me. And plus, you're going to replace what was inside, right? I mean, there's got to be 
family heirlooms, anything, photos, anything. Wow, I do not know, envy anyone to have to go through that. But it does seem like there should be some, I don't know, double checking going on. Like, uh, are you sure this is the house? Because it looks like there's still stuff in it. And it doesn't look like uh, a house that should be knocked down. And maybe it does. Maybe the house is a, is a crap hole. I don't know. I just find it weird that you would get a call saying, yeah, somebody's here tearing down your house. And then we just, that we were told to mind our own business. So suddenly we sent a family member over and the family member said, got a permit. And they said, you know what? When that lady came over, I told her to mind her own business. And then I took a look at the permit and I realized, oh crap, we're at the wrong house. Shoot. All right, guys, wrap it up. <laughs> uh, that is not a, uh, that is not uh, optimal. That is definitely sub optimal so someone needs to apologize replace the house and get this done and then of course i bet you anything that the company you call it we haul it just files for bankruptcy so there's got to be some kind of responsibility placed on someone i don't know who but somebody needs to replace the house right and who's paying for where you live while the house is being rebuilt? You come back from vacation, you you need a place to stay. Uh, that's not cheap. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing how that something like that could happen. But it obviously can because it did. Okay, so yesterday on my Twitter X account, uh, I posted a, uh, a video from Andy Bonat. Uh, B-O-E-N-A-U, and I I apologize for just butchering his name, but uh, he posted a video uh, about, uh, showed a bicyclist riding in a bike lane with a sign, and the sign is being carried because apparently that's the right length that vehicles are supposed to pass by the bike. All right, you're not supposed to come any closer than where that sign is at. The video shows a bus trying to get to the farthest to the left over, but it's still not far enough to uh, pass the guy's bike sign without hitting the sign. And the bus driver hits the sign and knocks the bike rider over. Now, I will say that it was probably one of the most satisfying videos I've seen in a long time, in a long time. Now, only because the bicyclist wasn't harmed. I mean, he probably got some, uh, you know, some scrapes, but he wasn't harmed. And uh, he posted the he posted the video, which is now gone, by the way. Huh? People have uh, posted snapshots from the video, but the video itself has been deleted from his account. Interesting, isn't it? Now, his uh, his tweet on X was at this point these signs. Uh, is to show the legal passing distance. There's a disturbing urge by Americans to watch this, thinking they're supposed to cheer for the bus driver. No, I didn't think I was supposed to cheer for the bus driver, but I did enjoy what happened. <laughs> now, obviously, you know, he it wasn't in America. I don't know why the video disappeared. People showed uh, snapshots from it in the thread, but uh, the video itself is gone. Now, I will say this. I, I, I'm a fan of bicyclists. Uh, no one supports bicycling more than me. 
in chewing the fat. I've already I've already had my run-in with the bicyclists of America, uh, the bicyclists of Tampa Bay, and you know, because I made a joke a long time ago about dinging one with my rearview mirror. I even said in the comment that it was a joke, but that didn't matter because I already talked about dinging a bicyclist with my rearview mirror. It wasn't, and guess what? It wasn't funny then, and it's not funny now. Now, then I mentioned that, you know, he's riding along the, the highway as I'm trying to get to work, and it was right by Tampa Bay. Uh, if you know Tampa, Florida, and St. Petersburg, Florida, I was on the, uh, you know, on ramp to the Gandhi Bridge, the St. Petersburg side. So if I were to have dinged this bicyclist with my rearview mirror, he would have just rode off into the, into the bay. <laughs> uh, I even said then that it was a joke. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It wasn't funny. And uh, to them, and I had—I I even said as soon as I was done, just a joke. I'm just joking. Didn't matter. So I um, you know, I had to—I had the bicyclists on the show. I had to, you know, bend the knee. And I, 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 I'm not bending the knee anymore. Okay, I, I want bicyclists to get off the road. However, I know that they're part of the roadways. I get it. And the sidewalks are not for bicyclists, although I believe they should be. They are for people walking and handicapped people. Got it. So, you know, you should give as much of a wide berth to bicyclists as possible. But to think that they have the same urge, it just drives me insane. So, this guy had in the video, you see where he had plenty of room to get over in the bike lane at the time of the accident and the bus did not have room to get any more over to the left so if he had just slid over a little bit everybody would have been fine but he had a sign and we've got to be sure that that's as far as it's supposed to be that's the berth you're supposed to give me when i'm riding my bike so now the video is gone and that took a big hit on the internet, on his Twitter feed. Now, Andy, uh, on his uh, X account, says simple truths about city planning and transportation. He's a writer, a filmmaker, infrastructure storyteller. His website is urbanismspeakeasy.com. I'm sure he's a fascinating guy to talk to, and I really do mean that. I would like to talk to him. He probably would not talk to me, <laughs> especially after I did uh, enjoy the bus hitting the sign the bus didn't hit the bicyclist the bus hit the sign which then threw the bicyclist out of kilter and he crashed down uh but i will say that he's probably uh andy is probably fascinating to talk to he's got some great ideas about urbanization but the thread on this particular post on x was awesome uh, one, one guy that he tries to have a conversation with says, honestly, the biker is wrong in every way here. The ride, uh, they ride specifically in the most edge of it. Plus has a silly sign sticking out. And he asked, does your opinion change knowing that the sign indicates how much, uh, space motorists are to give when passing cyclists? And another person posts on that. Let, let's be blunt. The punk on the bike was looking for trouble. There's now, there was no need for this one bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, it just goes on and on. He's trying to have a conversation saying that, you know, obviously the bus should have waited for the bicyclist to continue on. You know, the sign is saying, hey, you're supposed to give me that much of a wide berth. Um, he, Andy comments uh, a little bit uh, 
a little bit farther down the the thread. It certainly brought out the road ragers. If anything, the squeals of he had it coming are a reminder that physically separated routes for slow modes of travel are in everyone's best interest. That's fine. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's not in America, so you know he, people are trying to make the case that clearly that's not America. I mean, so what? Uh, and then one post from Taylor Day, <laughs> which is completely wrong. Okay. Completely wrong from Taylor Day. No matter how much you hate bicyclists, it's not enough. <laughs> the thread brought out definite bicyclist hate, which I do not have. I just want you to, you know, be on the lookout for yourself. I'll give you, I'll give you as much birth as I can. But if you're blocking an entire lane of the road and I need to get by, uh, it's just frustrating is all. It's just really frustrating. And you don't seem to care. All right, there, I'm done whining. <laughs> Bicyclists, keep your head on a swivel. Automobile drivers, watch out for the bicyclists, okay? Be safe out there. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. For those of you listening live, today is the 23rd of October, 2023. And, uh, you know, we've all seen how big tech censors people from uh, demonetizing and suspending accounts to throttling content deemed misinformation by the so-called fact checkers. Uh, The scale of the problem is far worse than you might think. It's a constant threat that we battle every single day here at The Blaze. And we know it's only going to get worse in 2024. And you know, and if you don't know, Blaze Media has been being demonetized over and over. And we've been willing to take the financial hit because these are stories you need to know about. But here's the problem. Every time a story is demonetized or labeled as misinformation, it gets suppressed and never reaches you through your search engines or social media feeds. Uh Aha. And we know heading into next year, it's only going to get worse kind of sick of playing the game so we have some big plans to fight back and that will make us more resilient and we're going to be announcing that very soon so we couldn't do any of this without you we'll let you know how you can continue to play a pivotal role we're going to be sharing more details tomorrow the 24th of october 2023 so it will help us uh be cancel proof and uh you know the mainstream media is not doing their job you know that so that's what why we solved it solved that problem or at least one of the problems with blaze tv which you can become a subscriber to blaze tv.com slash jeffy we'll get you some money off go to uh, blaze tv.com slash jeffy use the promo code jeffy to save some money but we're also going to uh find a way to be more resilient and uh bring that news to you through blaze news so stay tuned and uh, pay attention to what's happening in the future. We'll have uh, more details coming very, very soon. It says here tomorrow, the 24th of October, but then it says more news coming soon. So very soon, if not tomorrow, uh, there will be more news on uh, the Blaze News. 
So I was looking at uh, the box office uh, reports. Yeah, they sent me the reports, the ticket numbers. And uh, Taylor Swift is uh, number one still at the box office. Incredible that Taylor Swift is still uh, number one. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which I do want to see, but it's going to be, I mean, we've talked about it. It's going to be tough for me to get through with, whew, with, my, with the two people that are just personally douches, the Robert Douchenero and Leonardo DiCaprio, so it's going to be tough. I want to see it, I do, but it's going to be tough. But that made uh, twenty-three million, and Taylor still beat that. But I was looking at, you know, they kept saying that Taylor was breaking all these records. But I was looking at the top ten uh, concert movies, and she's still not number one. Uh, she's got a ways to go to beat Michael Jackson. So I was looking at uh, how many of these I've actually seen, right? So number 10 is Glee, the 3D concert movie from 2011, 18.6 million. I have not seen that. U2 3D in 2007, 22.7 million. I may have seen some of that. Uh, the Jonas Brothers, the 3D concert experience, 2009, 23.1 million. I have not seen that. Madonna, Truth or Dare, 1991, 29 million. I feel like I saw that. Uh, Katy Perry, Part of Me, 2012, 32.7 million. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen bits and pieces of it. One Direction, This Is Us, 2013, 68.5 million dollars. I have not seen that. Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus, Best of Both Worlds concert, 2008, made 70.6 million. I feel like I've seen bits and pieces, but I've not seen the whole thing. Justin Bieber, Never Say Never from 2011, $99 million bits and pieces. Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, uh, $123.5 million and counting. However, uh, number one, still holding strong. I mean, Taylor's got a ways to go. Uh, Michael Jackson's This Is It from 2009, $261.1 million. Taylor might do that. But uh, she's got a ways to go yet to beat the king of pop. So good luck. Good luck. You know, I'm going to have to write a book because everybody's out hawking their books. I see where Serena Williams has uh, just signed a deal with Random House that includes an intimate memoir. So she soon will be writing her book. We have Britney Spears. Her book is out, right? It hits bookshelves tomorrow. I'm told it's number one on the Amazon bestsellers list thanks to pre-orders. The memoir, you know, she's talking about everything. We talked already about her having an abortion. She talked about uh, her quick marriage in Vegas is being reported. So there should be when she married Jason Alexander. So there should be some fun stories in there. That's already number one. Then we have Jada Pinkett Smith's memoir that she's out hawking everywhere. And, uh, you know, she even brought out, I mean, Will Smith. She's been yapping about Will and still loving him and how they never were divorced, but they weren't. They were living separate lives. And Will Smith showed up at one of her book signings or interviews or whatever to still profess her love, his love for her. So she, I mean, anything to sell this book for Jada Pinkett Smith. So everybody's out hawking their book. So I'm going to have to, I don't have to write a book because I'm feeling left out. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just me. I, I get it. I'm just starting to. Starting to feel a little left out. You know, like I'm sure the Hollywood actors are starting to feel a little left out. They're still on strike and the major studios aren't talking to them. I guess they're going to go back to the negotiating table sometime this week and try to work out a deal. But uh, we'll see how that works out for them because it doesn't seem to be working out very well. 
Uh, they worked out the deal with the writers, and now the studios are like, yeah, you know what? We don't like the way you're dealing with us, so we're not doing it. <laughs> so good luck. I want. Every, I told you, I want everyone to get exactly what they deserve, and I, you know, whatever you deserve, that's what I want you to get. I see where Apple has canceled John Stewart's program. Uh, I only saw clips of the John Stewart program, so I'm sure that it was great. And I'm sure people will tell me, hey, it was Jon Stewart and he was wonderful. Um, I know, you know, his other show for years was great. He had 8 billion writers, so it was so good. Uh, but I see where they're claiming that his increasingly popular show, uh, okay, uh, they agreed to part ways. And apparently it's because there were shows in this next season. He already done two seasons. I don't even know how many shows that equals on Apple TV, but we're, we were heading into season three, according to this. And he was going to do shows on China, Israel, and artificial intelligence. And that's when uh, Apple said, ooh, hey, uh. now I thought he had creative control over the show. But guess the company was saying, yeah, you have creative control, but uh, yeah, we don't like what you're doing. So these guests and everything, we're not, we're not for that. But you go ahead and do what you want. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no problem. So no more Jon Stewart on Apple TV. I know. Dry your eyes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So who died today? Who died today? Well, we'll begin with Sir Bobby Charlton. Sir Bobby Charlton, England World Cup winner and Manchester United legend dead at the age of 86 he won uh i don't know 49 he scored 49 international goals which were records for the country 17 year first team career with united won three league titles european cup and an fa cup he passed away peacefully uh early early in the morning saturday this past weekend he is hailed as english's greatest player and an undisputed legend uh, apparently, he was diagnosed with dementia, I don't know, two or three years ago. And uh, that's uh, probably what uh, played an important role in his death. So, Sir Bobby Charlton, dead at the age of 86. Then we have Betsy Rawls. Betsy Rawls, eight-time LPGA major champion. Uh, I don't know that I guess she was an LPGA legend uh died at the age of 95 uh so rest in peace betsy rawls betsy joined the lpga in 1951 was that even in existence uh oh the second year yeah <laughs> okay yeah so it's a, all right so fine congratulations to betsy rawls for her lpga uh tournament 
victories. Uh, she That's when she won her first tournament in 1952, which was the second year of the LPGA. She won 55 LPGA events in her storied career, which ranks her for the sixth most into her history. So Betsy Rawls became of the inaugural member class of the LPGA Hall of Fame in 1967. So congratulations to Betsy Rawls and also rest in peace to Betsy Rawls dead at the age of 95. I mean, don't look at me like that. It doesn't say that's what she died of. She was 95. It said here in the story that she played golf until she was 92, only stopping when the COVID-19 pandemic began. So it doesn't say that she had anything that had she had anything to do with what you're thinking about. So just stop looking at me like that then we have rachel chase rachel chase popular fitness influencer uh she just uh passed away uh she died at the age of 44 she was a big time influencer she you know bodybuilder exercise coach had a bunch of followers on social media she inspired millions of people around the world she was supportive kind-hearted she had uh, five children a couple of them she also had a pair of twins she believed that if you were in a toxic relationship get out especially for the sake of the children she said if you know you're in an abusive relationship and you don't have the courage to leave do it for your children grab hold of whatever you need long enough to survive crawling out of that hole because i promise you it will be worth it so rachel chase dead at the age of 44 very sad now i know what you're thinking it says they don't say her cause of death so it's under investigation okay so i know i know you're looking at me like i told it but no it doesn't say that it just says it wasn't it wasn't revealed so just stop thinking that okay now let's talk about, we'll add one more to the list of who died today, all right? Angel Hernandez, 16-year-old teenager. Yeah, well, 16 would make him a teenager. Uh, tragically collapsed and died at a cross-country meet moments after breaking his personal time record, according to local reports. Chisholm Trail High School had just completed a 5K district track meet in Haltom City in Tarrant County, which is right in my neck of the woods, when he collapsed right after crossing the finish line. Now, some of you may say, that's what you get for running. <laughs> not me, though. Not me. I, I would not say that uh, for the old track and field. Uh, go ahead. Do whatever you got to do. However, um, it doesn't say what he died of. He just collapsed and died right there. Apparently, they they did uh take him to a hospital because i mean i'm sure that the high school did not want him to die there so they just yeah, he was still alive in quotation marks until they the ambulance got him to the hospital but it doesn't say uh that that's what killed him okay they just they don't know what killed him so stop looking at me like that it doesn't say that <laughs> it does say though that he collapsed and then some friends went over and picked him up and dragged him over to the water fountain and then he took a drink from the water fountain or at least they dragged him over to the water fountain and then he collapsed again and then they took him to the hospital and then they pronounced him dead an hour later very sad so rest in peace 
uh, all on our list today of who died today. Sir Bobby Charlton, Betsy Rawls, uh, Rachel Chase, and of course, Angel Hernandez, R.I.P. And I was reading an uplifting, an actual uplifting story today uh, about Kevin Hines, a guy by the name of Kevin Hines. So in the year 2000, he was 19 years old and he wanted to end his own life. So he wanted, was going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and did. He plunged over 220 feet. They claim he was, you know, when you tr- jump off the bridge like that, you're traveling at 75 miles an hour or so. He hit the water below, shattering three of his vertebrae narrowly missing severing his spine by two millimeters now he survived the impact which is incredible now he realized that he wanted to stay alive uh, after he hit the water he realized you know what i, I want to live i want to live so he tried to go to the surface and the weight of his clothes kept pulling him beneath the surface of san francisco bay plus he was you know really injured so and he said he kept struggling for what seemed like an eternity to resurface uh, and grasping for air enough to hold on to life suddenly he felt an unusual force from below lifting him above the water's surface where he remained until the coast guard arrived It was only later that he discovered the mysterious presence keeping him afloat. A sea lion had been supporting his body until the rescue boat arrived. I mean, eyewitnesses observed this happening. So he has now become a motivational speaker and an advocate for suicide prevention. I would really like to talk to uh, Kevin Hines. That's an amazing story. Even more amazing is that after he jumped and hit the water, then... Uh, you know, being injured so badly, he realized, I want to live. And uh, then, all of a sudden, a sea lion saved him. So was it just a sea lion, or was it something other than just the sea lion that kept him afloat? Huh. I wonder, isn't that how miracles are supposed to happen? Huh. Yes, it is. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Kevin Hines uh, story from the year 2000. All right, so we're still looking for a Speaker of the House in our House of Representatives, and yet we get stories like this from our one representative, Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh, from Texas, uh, Houston area, uh, you know, video or I mean, so audio was caught of her profanity-laden, abusive tirade on a staffer <laughs> that she described as an effing idiot. Of course, that's who she is. That's who they all are. She's hurling obscenities and insults because the staff, uh, you know, won't do a g damn thing. Uh, she's berating it. If you have an effing brain. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just a terrible person. That's just that's just all it is. Uh, it's just a terrible person. But I also want to talk about someone who's not a terrible person. Okay, someone who is actually talking about great stories and America is great. I couldn't believe it. So I, I see this clip posted with from Jim Jordan, who was uh, doing a quick press conference. Now, apparently Jim Jordan is out now. Nobody wants him. He's got a, you know, he's too good of a guy to be Speaker of the House, I guess. Too good. 
But his speech the other day, and it was just a, a little five-minute clip of him talking about going to dinner and going to where the Wright brothers flew the plane on how good America is and what a great country America is was awesome. And we need more people talking about the greatness of America, living the American dream. Here's Jim Jordan, a congressman from Ohio. A few years ago, um, Polly and I got a call from some friends live in the Dayton, Dayton, Ohio area. We live about 40 miles north of there, and they, they asked if we were free free to go to dinner with them on a few nights later, and we said, sure. And they said, before we go to dinner, we're going to tour the um, Wright Brothers' homes. And we said, we okay. said great. We, we enjoy cool. history. Let's let's learn about these amazing two Americans. And so we go there, and uh, you paid the lady at the door $5 from the Historical Society, and you go on this tour and you learn all these amazing things about the Wright brothers. Huh. You learn about the bicycle cool. shop and the other things, the, the gadgets and gizmos they tinkered with and built. Fascinating tour. Last stop on the tour is Orville Wright's uh, bedroom. And they tell you a few more things about this particular Wright brother. And then they close the tour out by showing you two pictures. First picture they hold up, that very first flight, 1903 in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, in this thing they called a plane. Pretty cool. And you first, first, first thought you'd see that, and you'd say, how did that thing get off the ground? And the truth is, it barely did. It flew like 100 feet, got a few feet off the ground. And you're thinking about it, then you sort of remember that picture from 8th grade, ninth grade, yeah. wherever they Yeah, we've all seen that picture, absolutely. And I thought, well, that, that's amazing. They put that picture down, and then they hold up a second picture. 44 years later, 1947... Chuck Yeager breaking the sound barrier in a jet. Incredible. And I was like, wow, that I didn't know. That's amazing. And 44 years we go from two guys flying 100 feet to another American breaking the sound barrier in a jet. Incredible. That was the end of the tour. They put that picture down, and Polly and I start walking out. Right? And so he's already incredible. But just think of this. Now, he's still loving on America. I'm waiting for him to take the turn. Uh, But Americans didn't actually do this. But he doesn't. He goes on. We're walking out that door. It hit me. Wait a minute. Hey. Wait a minute. Why did they stop there? I represent Wapakoneta, Ohio. Allglaze County, Ohio. Hometown of Neil Armstrong. Who 22 years after Chuck Yeager breaks the sound barrier steps on the moon. Think about it. Stop and think about it. In 66 years, one lifetime, we went from two guys flying 100 feet to putting a man on the moon. It is a great country. A great country. Wait, the greatest what? country, in my judgment, made up of great people. And right now, those people, I think, are starting to doubt and wonder about their government and about where our nation is headed and that's where i disagree with jim uh we're way past doubting (laughs) uh we are there jim but awesome i mean that is unbelievable that's what we need more of people that who appreciate and love america that's just that's just amazing but he's too good to be speaker of the house just remember that the next time you hear the talking heads on mainstream media tell you jim jordan is uh he's too good he's got a hundred percent rating on conservatives no we don't like jim jordan he you know what jim jordan did once he shook hands with donald trump that bastard just remember he at least loves america yes 
The same America that won't allow you to post a picture of Hitler anymore. I guess we can't even look at him anymore. I'm not sure what the deal was at uh, Michigan State University, their football stadium. They had a football game this weekend against uh, the Michigan Wolverines, by the way, and they got their butt kicked. And some would say, well, yeah, that's because Michigan cheated and knows all the signs. That's another investigation that we can get into at a later point as well. However, my whole point behind this is that on their stadium video boards, there was a quiz uh, before it's before the rivalry game. And then the, the, everyone posted a picture of Hitler on the video board. I don't know what the quiz was. I don't know what the deal was. It was just a picture of Hitler. So we can't have a picture. We can't show Hitler at all. Not during these times, Jeff. Israel is at war with Hamas and the world hates Jews. So that's why. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So the image goes viral with no information on what it was. It's just, I can't believe they had showed this at the stadium. The picture of the Hitler picture at the stadium was early on because there's nobody in the stadium. And uh, when you look at the stands, there was very few people in the stands, which wasn't the case during the game. Uh, so, So that went viral. And the university then said, oh, man, we are so sorry for the content that was displayed. This is not representative of our institutional values. Well, I mean... Okay, if you say so. And they also said that uh, the university uh, would stop working with the third-party source that provided the quiz content and strengthen its approval procedures going forward. So good. We learned that we don't have to ever see a picture of Adolf Hitler again in any kind of quiz. Ever. Now, was it, uh, you know, kind of bad timing? I, I guess. Uh, but if it was just a quiz pre-game up on the video board, we can't show a picture of Hitler. It seems a little, seems a little harsh. But okay, uh, just know that they've apologized and they are deeply, deeply sorry for the content that was displayed, and it is not representative of their institutional values. Now they're really sorry that the content was displayed and then went viral on social media. That's what they're sorry about. But anybody, I digress. So they're, you know, the third party source out of a job at, uh, in East Lansing, uh, doing their video board service. And, uh, the university of Michigan or the U- Michigan state university is going to have someone else, uh, be responsible, uh, with those approval procedures going forward. So eh, somebody's got a new job out of it. And you can go out and celebrate today. Today is National Croc Day. Yay! And the $120 Croc Classic Cowboy Boots that we talked about a couple of weeks ago are now out. The Crutes are now out. You can pick those up. Crocs, uh, the casual footwear since 2002, created in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, as a form of a boat shoe is now worn uh, everywhere over a billion crocs <laughs> have been sold in over 90 countries each year each year oh my gosh there are over 120 styles available for men women and children with the signature shoe being the classic clog so go on out there and celebrate uh, clog mania on national Croc Day. Wow. National Croc Day. And I'll leave you with this, uh, which is really funny. Have you ever 
realized that you wanted to listen to some audio on your phone but you were somewhere in your home and then you realized that you had your phone uh, bluetooth to a speaker in you know the bathroom or the back room or the garage or the bedroom wherever you have your uh speaker set up to bluetooth right and so this this one is something to think about and i you know i i don't ever want it to happen to you but i don't ever want it to happen especially to me uh, I read this post and I, I hope this is just a joke and not real. I, I sure hope this didn't happen because it would just be, well, it would have been hilarious if you would have been there. Uh, this is the post. Y'all, I don't want to be on this planet anymore. I was on the toilet when my friend sent me a triple X video. I played it, but there was no sound. I increased the volume to the highest, but still no sound. I watched it for eight minutes before I remembered my phone was connected to the Bluetooth player in the living room. My family and our guests are waiting for me. I've been on the toilet for eight hours now. <laughs> Man, do I wish that that actually is true and I was in the living room just listening to the audio. That would be hilarious. You know, for me, not for you. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.